Hey everyone, this is Dorenda Wilson. Welcome to this week's podcast. I'm so glad you're here today. If you are a new listener, you may not know anything about me. So I wanted to let you know that I'm married to Daryl. We've been married for 29 years. We have eight kids. They are ages 13 to 27. We have our sixth grandbaby on the way, and we've been homeschooling for over 23 years. Now, those of you who've been listening, I, you may remember a while back when I was sharing how I'd been dealing with some physical things that were going on, and I went to an integrative doctor, which is basically a medical doctor, but one who really ferrets out the root of problems, and I'm so thankful I did because all the testing was done, and we, we did a real thorough uh search for what was going on. And um, the thing I like about these integrative doctors is that it's basically the same thing as a functional medicine doctor. They are a medical doctor, but they use homeopathy, alternative forms of um, medicine, but they also use Western medicine if they feel like that is the best uh, choice. So had all the testing done and I was... um, Nothing major going on, nothing major, but a few little things that needed to be tweaked. There were adrenals and hormones and a little bit of thyroid going on that needed a little boost, and we're using uh, natural nutritional supplements to do that, and I am feeling so much better. The other thing that I did was I had an allergy test. I'd never had a food allergy test before, and so I had that done, and that was rather surprising. I... (laughs) guys are going to laugh. I am allergic to green beans. Who knew? You know, I think I can, I think I can deal with this. But some of the other things that were a little bit more uh, life-changing were things like coconut, because I love uh, coconut milk and I love uh, coconut anything. And I love coconut cream in my coffee if I'm not going to use dairy. And so there was that, and there was uh, pretty much all dairy except for eggs. And all kinds of other things, wheat and gluten. Nothing was off the charts except for the green beans. (laughs) But they were sensitivities that I'm having to pay attention to and eliminate from my diet for a couple of months. So in case you all were kind of wondering and wanted an update, I thought I would let you know. Um, So I've, I've been doing all of these things for about eight weeks and feeling a lot better. And it, but it's been interesting because it's really been since February. So we're talking at least six-ish months that I was um, feeling not well at all. And that was the first time I've ever had anything ongoing like that. And it really does bring you to your knees over and over and over again. And I can certainly sympathize with those of you who deal with chronic illness, chronic fatigue. It's just, it's life changing. It's life altering. And um, just that time that I experienced it was just so many things, so many things going on in my head and my heart and my emotions. And But as I've walked through this, what I've seen is I've seen God reveal to me some deeply ingrained anxieties, ones that I really had no idea. Um, You know how you kind of get a feeling that maybe uh, you need some uh, help in some areas, but you're not sure how to get that help, and then God... um, just kind of brings you to a place where you're sort of at the end of yourself. And that's where I was and have been for a while. But what he revealed to me were these deeply 
ingrained anxieties that um, I've actually experienced for years. And he, it was like he was honing in on them and targeting them. And slowly, one day at a time, I'm learning to let him love me in the midst of my brokenness. Because our bodies are broken. We try to take good care of them. I'm a firm believer in being a good steward of our health and all of that. But the truth is we live in a sinful world and we have these bodies that are broken because of sin. And eventually that reaches out and touches us. And when I'm, I found that when I'm letting him, truly letting him love me in the midst of my brokenness, just laying there and realizing this body's broken and someday, you know, it's going to be redeemed. But right now, this is where I am. And and God knows this. And as I'm doing this, I'm laying there and I'm picturing God just loving me right where I'm at, not expecting me to jump up and have energy that I don't have, but loving me fully in my weakness and in my fatigue as he, as much as when I'm energetic and productive. To me, productivity sometimes, really often, okay, most of the time, has equaled somehow pleasing God more because I could be productive and I was getting things done because I believe that that is a desire that God has put in us to be productive, but our desires have to be um, oriented towards truth. And the truth is that my identity doesn't change one iota, whether I have energy or don't have energy, whether I can be productive or not be productive. And what happens is I have had the opportunity to, to pray through things that I cannot physically get up and take care of, um, that I haven't been able to get up and take care of. I can now, but I couldn't then. And I realized that so often God would take care of those things for me. They would work themselves out. And it made me realize how much of the time maybe I'm jumping the gun and not actually being led by him, but rather sort of propelled by my own, um, just my own desire to be productive, my own desire to get things done. And so that's been really an eye-opener for me. Also in that process, learning to trust in his mercy and receive his words of forgiveness and absolution, you know, because as I'm laying there, I'm realizing how dependent I have been on being productive, on doing something that my doing has meant so much to me. And it means far more to me than it does to him. Not that he doesn't want us to be productive, but that we need to be in sync with what he is calling us to. I mean, even Jesus he would take periods of time to just rest and, and withdraw from the crowds and from the ministry. And I guarantee you, there were people who were never healed by Jesus because the Father called him out to rest. And in and, 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 and the way that Jesus uh, walked out his ministry was one of complete and utter trust and complete um, being in complete alignment with what God was telling him to do. So I find it fascinating that God called him out to rest so many different times. And the Bible's very clear and, and states that. It didn't just, you know, kind of glaze over it and only talk about his productivity. It talked about all the times that he, uh, many of the times that he withdrew and took time away. And um, so I just, I think all that to say, 
I am learning to trust in his mercy and receive his words of forgiveness and absolution. And what absolution means is the formal release of guilt or obligation uh, for punishment. So as I'm laying there realizing how human I am and really how my heart can be so distracted and oriented towards other things, I realize how much I need that forgiveness and I need that mercy. And so it's just been a real um, interesting journey and a hard journey. I can tell you a hard journey. But as I've heard so many other Christians lately that I've talked to who have been walking through difficult things, we often, we say similar things and it's, we will say it's good, but it's hard or boy, it's been hard, but it's been good because it's in those places where God really meets us. And it's where we really get to know him for who he really is and experience him in a very real and powerful way. You know, I like to be on top of things. I was mentioning this earlier. And I'm often um, depending on my own wisdom and I don't even realize it. And what ultimately happens is that it leads me to the end of myself. And I, not, with not, not even realizing it, I, I, don't, I don't realize that I am like going on my own wisdom and my own energy and my own strength. It happens so quickly. And um, it's kind of a, I feel like a deception of the enemy like we'll start out maybe following the Holy Spirit's lead and then we get in there and take the wheel, you know? Sometimes we get overly excited, you know? We're like, oh, this is great. And then we get in there, we take the wheel and it doesn't go well after that. So this is what, this is what happens to me and I ultimately come to the end of myself. And what happens is I realize I need to repent. I need to say to God, um, I was wrong. I took over at some point and I need to, I need you to help me yield again to what you have for me today, this moment, this week. But the thing that I've realized about repentance, nobody really likes that word. Um, even when I'm writing a blog post about repentance, I will tend to not use the word because a lot of people read that word. A lot of Christians read that word and they're thinking, oh, that's going to be a bummer. <laughs> but the truth is that repentance frees me up to not have to be right. And what I mean by that is if I feel like I have to be right about everything, whether that's, you know, uh, making the decision as to what my agenda is going to be that day um, or in my relationships with other people, if I don't have an attitude of repentance, a willingness to say that I'm sorry, um, then I have to be right all the time. And that is a huge burden to carry. And it's one that God didn't intend for us to carry. And so I believe that he, he wants repentance to be a discipline in our lives. Um, being able to say we're sorry to a loved one. I had an experience this week and I wrote about it. It's up on my blog. Um, I've been writing about life after homeschooling um, because I'm not finished yet. But I can say that the bulk of my homeschooling years are over and the finish line is in sight. And with that comes some challenges. And um, some of the challenges that I have are dealing with a lot more adult children. And 
it's a different season. My kids are great. I love my kids. But you know what's really funny is I forget what great kids they are. And just through a series of events, um, lack of communication, um, lack of understanding, um, I was at odds with one of our adult kids recently. And I found myself in a place of uh, just being so wadded up with fear that I couldn't even think straight. I completely forgot that this particular adult child has been raised well, has a great heart, and and isn't, this is terrible, but I, I get to this point where I'm so convinced that I'm right about something, right about the situation, that I am convinced that kid is the devil. I mean, isn't that terrible? I'm just true confessions here. Now you know why I really needed to repent. Well, what happened was, it was just a lack of understanding. And so we were supposed to sit down with this, this adult child and, and talk things out. And I was talking to one of my older kids about it because I was really feeling like I wasn't going to handle it well. And so I, the beauty of having um, some older, even older kids than that is uh, they are, you know, my good friends and they know me so well. So as I talked this out with one of my daughters, um, she reminded me that that child, that adult child was a great person. And, um, and she told me to trust in the seeds that I'd sown and that my husband have sown, has sown over the years in the life of this young adult. And that this young adult was, was going to make the right decision. And maybe they were struggling with some things inside and just hadn't really been able to verbalize it. So anyway, between that and my husband uh, just saying one or two things that were really convicting, very loving, but very convicting, um, I realized I was being a jerk and it was all rooted in fear. It was all wrapped up in emotion and assumptions and somehow the devil had gotten a foothold. And so I just prayed and prayed and prayed over this and I realized that I needed to seek to understand before being understood. So as we went into this conversation with this adult child, I asked my husband ahead of time to please lead out the conversation so that I could just listen and, um, and I didn't jump in and say all the things that I so badly had wanted to say. Instead, I asked questions and I listened and I found out this adult child was really on the right track. This adult child was struggling with some things. This adult child did misunderstand some things in our communication, and so did I. And there just needed to be repentance there. For me to not have to be right in that situation was crucial to keeping um, relationship with this adult child. And so... And that's what our daughter said. She said, if you go in there with guns blazing, she knows me well. <laughs> um, this adult child is going to put up walls 20 feet high. And I'm picturing this. She just gave me this word picture. And I just thought, I don't want to do that. That is not, I've never wanted to do that with our, our children as children or as adults. And, and I had done that. I have done that in the past with some of our adult kids and I have seen the hurt in their eyes and um, just walked away feeling like, why did I do that? I never want to do that again. And yet here I was in a similar situation about to do it again. And praise God for pausing 
Praise God for being unhurried in my thinking and in my approach towards this conversation. That was God because obviously my sin nature (laughs) is not pretty. (laughs) So I wanted to share that with you because um, I don't know where you're at, but I, like I said, I've been sharing posts on um, what it's like to be kind of um, hitting those life after homeschool years and some of the emotions that I'm working through. And and it's interesting because I always thought, you know, when the kids were young, well, uh, my identity needs to be in Christ, and it does. Um, I'm raising my kids to leave, and I did. But that doesn't change the fact that I have poured my life into these children over many, many years. This has been the bulk of my life work. And because of that, I am going to feel some grief and some pain. And that doesn't mean that I'm overprotective, that I don't want to let go, that I want things to go back the way they were because none of those things are true. I want the best for my kids and I am seeing them make good choices. I'm excited about their futures and their adventures and the people that they're becoming. But the truth is that um, it's really my identity in Christ that is going to get me through this. And I will say that God is opening up my eyes to how much my identity really is in him. That as I'm finding myself frustrated or hurt or grieving, that I'm, I'm, I'm being loved on by God. That he is loving me through it and showing me that I that he loves me no matter what season I'm in and whether I'm being productive or not and whether I'm a busy homeschool mom or a busy mom at home or not. And um, that was his timing for me. Maybe some of those lessons could have been learned earlier, but there were a lot of other lessons learned earlier. So I'm just chalking this up to this is the season I'm in and I'm grateful for it. And it's, it's, it's causing me to press in to him like I've had to press into him with all the challenges of raising and homeschooling children. So really the principles haven't changed. It's just the season has changed. And I often say, um, it's always the, the basic principles never change. We need God. We need to be dependent on him. He's never going to put us in a position where we stop needing him. And so, you know, we may have, um, been challenged with certain things throughout the homeschool years and the child-rearing years, and now we've got different challenges. And so those same principles of needing to press into God, needing to depend on Him, needing to see who we are in Him, as opposed to our identity being in what we're doing and what we're accomplishing, it's the same thing, only a new season. So we don't need to feel um, like we've somehow failed because we're grieving, this is a normal process for any mom to go through as she ends these years of homeschooling, ends these years of parenting. And really, you never are finished parenting. Parenting is, um, it goes into, it looks differently. So it goes into a different season. And so you are still parenting, but it's more of a coaching role. It's more of an encouragement role. It's more of a lot of prayer role, but it, you're still their parents. And if we have tied strings with our children throughout the years, um, 
that is going to pay off in these adult years. They will value what we have to say. Not always, not every moment. Sometimes they go through seasons where they really don't want to hear what we have to say, and that's okay too. We can be praying for their hearts. We can be praying. They can never stop us from praying for them, right? (laughs) So I just want to encourage you, no matter where you are in this homeschooling journey, slow your heart down to listen to the Lord's voice for what he has for you right here, right now, because every season will bring its challenges and God will be faithful in every season, as faithful in one season as he is in the next. And so as I've been walking through this, I've been asking God for wisdom, but also being willing to recognize that I'm broken, like I mentioned earlier, that I don't handle things as well as I'd like, but that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter as much as God's redeeming love. This grace that's ours as believers is real, ladies. It is real. And it should be affecting our lives every day and transforming us as we see how very much he loves us. So we need to let him love us where we are, if that makes sense. We often will feel like we're not doing enough. We're not accomplishing enough. We're not adequate enough. And yet God says, we're enough. I'm going to put a link in the podcast notes to a song that I heard recently by Lauren Daigle. It's a new release, and I will put the lyrics in there as well. And I would love for you to sit back and listen to these words. He says we're enough. He does. And this is the interesting thing. We're enough because we belong to him. He fills in all those gaps. His grace is sufficient. His power is made perfect in our weakness. And I don't know about you, but I often try to clean up or be productive or do something that maybe will, you know, God's favor will be on me a little bit more. And and I know I should be beyond that. And in many ways I am, but there's still parts of me that are broken and want to do that. And I tend to be um, displeased with myself or feel inadequate or feel um, like I'm not enough. And right at that moment, moms, We need to stop and let him love us in that moment. Repent of our need to be in control, of our need to try to make ourselves worthy enough because it is finished, moms. That work on the cross when Jesus said it is finished, it is finished. We're fleshing that out now in our everyday life, but this is one of the ways that we do it. And this is where the rubber meets the road. This is where the gospel is brought right into our homes and affecting our everyday lives. And that's exactly why Jesus died, so that that gospel message would affect us in this way, bringing transformation, bringing grace, bringing truth, bringing love. So um, while I was um, praying through all of this, um, going through these difficult moments and seeking the heart of God and just walking in it and taking the time to let God love me. God laid something on my heart. He laid a a way that I could mentor moms in a more personal way because that is my heart. I love to mentor moms. And yet here we are in this world where everyone's so busy and it's hard to get people together for things and we're limited um, in so many ways when it comes to real life. And yet all of a sudden, 
I know it took me a while. I'm 50 years old. Maybe that's part of the problem. But I realized this is a very viable thing to happen online. Like I could mentor moms in a more personal way, answering some of the questions that I have been asked since I wrote The Unhurried Homeschooler. And since it was published, you know, I get asked questions off and on. And a lot of times there are similar questions. And I thought to myself, what could I do to help go a little deeper with these moms and help meet this need, you know, because I'm telling you guys, I want you to hear me loud and clear. You moms are the cream of the crop. You don't feel like it. I understand that. But this isn't about what you feel. This is about what's true. And I'm telling you right now, God has a plan and a purpose for your family. The fact that he called you to homeschooling and convicted your heart to homeschool your children, that says a million things about you. And it, it also says that um, God has an amazing plan for your family. And so the opportunity to be able to gather moms together in one place and be able to mentor them just excites, just excites me to no end. So I'm offering a 12-week mentoring course from September 6th to November 29th. So um, that's a week after Thanksgiving. There will be a, you know, we'll take Thanksgiving week off, but then we're done in time for Christmas and all those, that really busy month of December. So I think the timing is really good. Um, You don't have to be uh, live to listen, so you don't have to schedule it to be there at a certain time. The only workshops um, or weeks that you might want to be live, and you don't even have to be, but it's the Q&A sessions. Um, what I'm going to do is in the podcast notes, I'm going to put the schedule of the course in there so you can kind of see what's going on. I'm going to be doing um, two workshops that lay a foundation, and then I'll be talking about babies, toddlers, and preschoolers, and then the next week will be live Q&A, the next week will be kindergarten to third grade, the next week a live Q&A, the next week, um, you know, third to sixth grade, and on and on. So after each of those workshops, we're going to have time to really have a lot of conversation about that particular age group and what unhurried homeschooling looks like for that particular age group. And so the live Q&As give us a chance um, to, for me to answer questions and uh, for some of the moms to maybe chime in because we all have different experiences and ideas. Um, so, you can, so to explain the live Q&A, it's a Zoom conference call and you can be there live or not. You can send questions to me ahead of time if you can't be there. We'll record it. I'll make sure I answer the questions and and then we'll post it so you'll be able to watch it and get your answers. The other cool thing is that we have a Facebook community page that is just for this mentoring course, for the people who are doing taking this mentoring course. So we can have tons of conversation there, um, answering questions, talking about all, uh, all the different aspects of unhurried homeschooling. I just think it's going to be such an encouragement to so many moms. So I'm really excited about it. There is no homework. The only thing I ask is that you all read the book before you take the course. Um, I mean, if that doesn't happen, it's fine, but it really helps waylay a lot of repeated questions. So if you've already read the book, fantastic. If you haven't and you decide to join the course, you get a free digital copy of the book, um, access to that as well. Um, If you haven't read it, again, you get that for free. So 
no homework, um, but I will be sharing resources. And so you can, you can take it deeper, you can take it further if you want to, or you can just sit in the workshops and take it all in, whatever works for your schedule. And you can go back and rewatch any of the workshops whenever it works for you till the course is over. So um, I think it's really doable for just about any mom out there. The other thing is the price point. I kept it at $37 for the whole 12-week course because I wanted as many moms as possible to be able to afford it. So enrollment is open right now and it's open through September 6th. I will post a link in the podcast notes so that you can check out more of the details and enroll if you want to enroll. I also want to let you know that um, if you enroll um, anytime now through August 31st, you will receive a free copy of my devotional, Unhurried Grace for a Mom's Heart. It's 31 days in God's Word. So if you're struggling being in the Word, um, this is a great kickstart. And it's really from a mom perspective and a homeschool perspective. So um, I hope that's a blessing to you. Thank you so much for being here today. And I would love for you to check out the mentoring course. And I'd love to hear from you if you have any comments or suggestions for podcasts. Um, I just want you all to know how amazing you are and how special you are. And you are called apart. I believe that God has set you apart for a special purpose. And it often doesn't feel like it. You know, that day-to-day can feel so mundane in it, but it's in that place where God meets us in such a real and powerful way and transforms our lives and our children's lives a little bit at a time. It's in that faithfulness, you guys. It's in that daily plotting. And that's not popular in our day and age. That kind of humility, that kind of willingness to be faithful isn't isn't um, a current theme in our culture, but God honors it. It is a theme with him and it is um, something that he blesses. So be encouraged today. I am so proud of you for taking this on, for being willing to be with your kids more than any other parent on the planet, right? I always say, you know, what mom in her right mind would want to spend 24 day, 24 hours a day, seven days a week with her kids. I'll tell you what kind of mom, a mom who loves and cares about her kids. So um, keep pressing on, keep pressing in. You're doing an amazing job. I want to pray with you. Lord, I thank you for these moms. Thank you for their hearts, Lord. Thank you for calling them to this great adventure of homeschooling. Lord, I ask that you would lift their burdens today, Father, that they would feel the weight coming off of their shoulders as they realize how much you love them. God, would you meet them right where they're at in a very real and meaningful way? God, let them feel your love. Lord, as as women, emotions are important to us. And I just pray that you and your mercy would just wrap your arms around these women and give them a huge hug and a huge feeling of being loved because that is the truth. They are loved, Lord. We are loved with an everlasting love and we thank you for that. Thank you for that redeeming love that redeems all the brokenness in our lives. Thank you for loving us right where we're at. Thank you that we don't have to clean up for you. God, you want to meet us right here. You want us to invite you into whatever messiness is in our lives, Lord. 
and you want to bring redemption. And so we open our hearts and our lives and our families and our homes and our marriages to just that, Lord. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.